Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Sacred Space Podcast. My name is Gina Stockton, and I'm excited about my guest today. Justin Hepner is the co-lead pastor of New Community Church in Vista, California, a dear, dear friend, partner in ministry, and a deep well. We had a great conversation about mentorship, discipleship, and what it means to be formed in Christ. I hope you enjoy this episode of Sacred Space. wasn't long before or long after that that a mentor at the school I was going to found me and said, hey, I want to meet with you on Tuesdays, on Tuesday mornings at like 6.30 in the morning. And I was like, no, no way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get me out of here. Yeah. And so I started meeting with him and he started walking me through what he blatantly called discipleship. Mm -hmm. And so here I was, a pretty strange kid wrestling with darkness, and God sent someone older, wiser, mature in the Lord, gave them eyes of faith to see a boy that needed someone to stand in the gap, to stand between the living and the dead in my life. And he called me to this other place. Before I knew it, he invented a discipleship program at the school I was going to and put me in the class, like went to administration to make sure I got in the class. So by eighth grade, probably, um, I was teaching in the chapel for 600 first through sixth graders. And I was teaching about this Jesus that I was sort of getting to know. But I was teaching under the supervision of someone who was helping me know that Jesus as I was teaching him. Yeah. You know, just really quick as you're talking, it's interesting because I was raised in a denomination that kind of put out salvation as, you know, you say the prayer, you know, you receive Jesus, old things are passed away, behold, everything's new like you're done. And so there was zero um, patience or understanding if someone was walking, wrestling through or discovering. And, and, and the gospel is not a one and done. Now th- that doesn't mean that God can't and doesn't come in and bring miraculous transformation, rem- miraculous, excuse me, healing, um, freedom, all of those things and those do happen, can happen, but the gospel is this, this layered process of mining and revealing and healing. And then we, we kind of receive this little bit of this freedom and this healing. And then when we're ready in his kindness, in his loving care, he brings us down, down to the next layer. Right. Mm. And discipleship is this long, it's not this, do's and don'ts. It's this mining of getting down to the wellspring, right? It's, yeah. it's going down another layer of rock, another layer of stuff, another layer of things that are, that are hiding and covering up what, what Jesus really paid for us to access, right? Yeah. Um, that's not to say that it's this, um, that's not to say that it's this weird obstacle course that we have to engage in to receive. But I also think that a lot of people don't fully 
access because they kind of just stop here. They're like, you know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, okay, Jesus, oh, my sins are forgiven. Thank the Lord. Oh, I'm, I'm going to heaven someday. So I'm just going to hunker down and life is hard and it sucks. And I'm going to keep kind of in my destructive patterns and, but I'm going to keep going to church on Sundays and it's exhausting. And I, I kind of never get out of this vicious cycle. Yeah. Um, you just had this opportunity and these, this these people, this person in your life to kind of identify you and come alongside you and not let it kind of stay there, but kind of help you go farther, help you kind of continue yeah. to mine through that. He was always putting in front of me opportunities to discover <clears throat> my identity and not just my identity, be, you know, in Christ as a son, um, but my identity and the other aspects of it, like you have the gift to teach, you have the gift to lead, you have the gift of, 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 and I think he was putting me in places where I had a contribution to make, even though I wasn't qualified to make that contribution. Um, I wasn't given a title. I was discovering and understanding my gifts, which are actually so much more powerful than any title someone would give you. Yeah. So I'm put in these positions to do that. And it's interesting because when you say you got saved, and then when you got saved um, in your context, it was like, you're done, you know? And I, I think, you know, there's, you're born again to an imperishable seed, says Peter. So sure, right. you're done. That's right. awesome. Yeah. It's incredible. Then Paul uses this um, concept of growing up into mm-hmm. your salvation. And right. I share this when I officiate a wedding. It's the day I'm standing at the altar and I said to the couple in front of the whole congregation, I'll say, today you'll turn around and walk down the aisle and you'll have this new title, married. And we'll say words like one flesh. And though they are married and though they are one flesh, it takes time for the bachelor and the bachelorette to kind of die off in a sense yeah. and to see the world through the the, the new lens. And so they're given a title of married that they now have to grow up into. And yeah, okay. salvation is you've been given the title because God now sees you through Jesus' righteousness. Yes. It's credited to you. Right. And so you walk in Jesus' righteousness. And so that's sealed. Yep. It says when you believed that you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So sealed, imperishable seed, that's great. But as you're walking out and growing up into the fullness of what it means to follow Jesus, you have to see it as a process of formation. And to not see it that way means that you believe the greatest work of God was to just guarantee your eternal security in the place that doesn't burn so much. I want to just take a moment to let this sink in. Jesus died for more than you getting a ticket to heaven someday. He died to have relationship, for you to be reconciled back to the Father, and then through that reconciliation to be transformed. 
the greater picture is not just salvation, but it's restoration, it's redemption, mm -hmm. and then it's ministry. Yeah. It's not just for you. Yeah. You were so that others could as well. Right. Because who did God say was his chosen instrument to reach the Gentiles? Yeah. A man. Mm-hmm whose name was Saul and is now Paul. And he says, you're my chosen instrument. And in that same way, um, many of the same ways, we are those who are now the called. Yeah. So it's not just salvation so that we're saved. It's salvation so that others through us might come to know and have connection with a God who can give them that new title as well. Yep. But then it's our job also to walk with them as the Spirit causes this transformation that we call formation, being formed, um, having Christ formed in us. Mm -hmm. And that's the great thing that the way God let me know him through a mentor, the way that God loved me and was so kind to me that he let a mentor come into my life and walk with me. Yeah. That's the power is that he wanted Christ formed in me. And my context wasn't just salvation. My context was, I need Christ formed in me. I want others to have Christ formed in them. And that meant that everything, based on that context, med had to be a conversation. Right. Everything was a conversation. Yeah. And that's the power that I was able to see through yeah. having a mentor. No, that's huge. And there's something so powerful in, um, you made a statement earlier when you talked about your mentor giving you opportunity to use these gifts when you were so not qualified to absolutely right so so he is he's in a sense risking by giving you a platform and giving you a voice and giving you the freedom to fail he was mature enough yes to define maturity as it should be right let the little ones mess up yeah and care for them yeah as they're as their rabbi, if yeah, you will. Yeah, huge, huge, huge. And how many, how many young ones, and by young ones I'm saying in the faith, so it doesn't necessarily mean age, it means, you know, maturity, I guess, in, in Christ or how long they've known the Lord. How many kind of, I don't want to use the word orphan because that, that connotates just kind of the other, the sonship, daughtership, but in yeah, some ways, but how many people are out there that are in so in need of those that are mature to be willing <laughs> to love and step out and mentor and lead. And by leading, not controlling, not micromanaging, not condemning, not accusing, <laughs> but empowering and trusting and then standing beside them when they succeed and when they fail, right? And helping them grow. And that's that's something that you and I work hard to do. Um, but it's something that's difficult to do, right? Because if, if we need to create an environment that's safe for people to learn what, oh, wow, they got this thing. What does this do? You know, oh, shoot, it's Peter lopping off an ear in the garden and Jesus going, dude, sorry. You know, yeah. <laughs> giving... Jesus gave his disciples that room. And how do we in the church give people that space and that room to grow, to discover, to, like you said, to grow up and grow up into their identity, but not just to grow up into it, to grow into believing it. Yeah. 
to grow into understanding it and to fully own it and receive it. And that's not going to happen if we don't allow them to explore the studio space. As it were, right? Yeah. I say the things out loud that I really believe. I yeah. keep the things to myself that I don't really believe. Mm-hmm. I live things loudly that I believe. I don't live the things that I'm still undecided on. Mm-hmm. And when I'm put in an environment where that's welcomed, where I can try on the future version of Justin, yeah, the good future version of Justin, and I do that underneath the authority of someone who models presence, mm-hmm. not performance. And mm-hmm. let's just be honest. Yeah that those are very different, right? Um, I could unpack that a thousand different ways because I'm feeling it all over, but the reality is this mentor saw me and modeled presence by being there when I succeeded, which was far less than the times he was there for me when I failed because I was learning about the gifts that I had and learning who he said God says I was. Yeah. And that's hard to get when I'm stuck in this cave of doubt, self-worth, all these other things that we sort of grow with that we make idols out of. And, um, you know, this mentor put me in an environment where he modeled presence and presence was the only thing that took the desire away from me um, to perform. And I didn't need to perform because he was always there. And I think about that with my son on the soccer field, that if um, I played pretty competitive soccer growing up, so he knows yeah. that. Yeah. And he's on the field with his, you know, high level soccer team and he's running down the field and he gets the ball and he loses it. And he looks at me immediately. It happens every time. Yeah. What's behind my eyes? Performance? Or presence. Because yeah. if it's presence, he's going to be receiving everything that's good, noble, honorable, mm-hmm. praiseworthy, trustworthy. He's going to find safety for his identity to expand as a player on the field. Yeah. And if it's performance, he's going to hang his head and do gooder until he gets better. Yeah. And he's going to prove his worth. And then he's going to build his entire world based on that. And that takes a lot of time to unbuild when he gets older. Mm-hmm. And I don't always do this perfect because there's a little bit of performance in me <laughs> when I'm watching my son play soccer. But I fight to be about presence instead of performance. And I was taught that by my mentors sitting over me, letting me do things that I should have never been given the opportunity to do. And you know me well, Gina. My life is a story about being given the opportunity to do things that at this age and this time in my life, I should have never been given the opportunity to do. Mm -hmm. And so I recognized through my mentors that God is throwing me into the deep end more often than not. And my willingness to say yes isn't based on my performance. It's based on me knowing that he'll be with me. Yeah. No matter what. It's good. It's kind of emotional to talk about because it's so true in my experience walking with God. It's incredible. But that's my context. Yeah. Rewritten hmm. by the one who gave it all life and breath. It's powerful. Yeah, it is. This was such a rich conversation. 
And we covered so many deep things in such a short amount of time. And I don't want you to leave this conversation without sitting for a moment and really considering a couple of things. Who speaks into your life? Do you have people in your life that are pouring into you that are like Justin's mentor was modeling presence rather than performance? Someone, as he said, whose presence gives opportunities for you to discover even deeper your identity in Christ and for you to discover the gifts that God's giving you. Someone who stands with you when you succeed and stands with you when you fail and loves you the same regardless. Do you have someone like that in your life? My second question is, are you that person to somebody? Because you should be. I just want to encourage all of us to take a moment and realize and recognize that this hectic, chaotic life of going, 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 and achieving, 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 and social media and how we look, that is not what spiritual community is. We've been invited into relationship with Jesus. And through that relationship, we're being invited to be transformed and to grow up into that identity and then to bring others along with us. We are designed for community. So I just want you to look. Who are the people that are pouring into you and have influence in your life? Maybe you need to change who you are allowing to have influence in your life. And then who are the people that you need to begin pouring into to model presence, not performance, to be there when they succeed and when they fail and to point them to Jesus. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sacred Space. Thank you so much for joining us. If you would like more information on Justin, New Community Church, and his ministry, you can visit them at sdchurch.com, or you can visit Justin at justhephoep on Instagram. If you would like more information about Sacred Space or Stockton Ministries, you can visit us at ginastockton.com or in the sacredspace.com. You can subscribe to this podcast. And if you would be so kind as to take a moment to rate and review us, we would so appreciate it. And I would really love to hear from you, hear what God has been speaking to you, how you've enjoyed the journey with us and 
any thoughts or ideas you even have for future episodes. Have an amazing week and God bless you.